Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wars First. This is our 100th episode, so I am just fucking... <laughs> I'm over the moon. I clap for myself. I'm over the moon. I'm over the moon. I'm so glad to have... Jack Osborne here as my 100th episode guest. Yay. Yay. And actually, it's so weird because I was I was thinking of, like, who I wanted to have as a guest. And, you know, obviously with COVID, it's really hard because, you know, people are being really careful, which is great. And I love that. But I, I don't really like doing the Zoom thing. It's not really my thing. No. So no, there's no vibe. So I'm like, who feels right? And like, who feels cozy? And like, we have, we're protected and yeah. I get tested. And so I was thinking about it. And then uh, Tommy was suggesting people and he suggested you. And then I looked at your page and I saw you have paranormal shows. Yes. Which is what we do on this pod. We are so into the, the, the death, the paranormal, the UFO stuff. Yeah. So it's worse first, but it's more like, you know. Wait, if you're into the UFO stuff, I'm going to have to hook you up with someone again. Really? Him on here. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, I'm going to get you dialed in. Don't worry. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, so obviously everyone knows Jack Osborne, Ozzy Osborne's son, um, Prince of Darkness, crazy stuff. Tommy basically was there when you were a baby. Yep, yeah. yeah I, there's actually pictures, I think, of Tommy... Holding my I'm gonna oldest put the pictures. Sister. Yes. Right, there's like and he's got he's all in he's a whole get up. And, and he everything. just looks insane. Yeah. And he just probably was wasted. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone wasn't wasted in like nineteen eighty three. So Motley actually used to open yeah. for Ozzy. So that's how they're all connected. And and Tommy has been I mean, he's known your parents forever since yeah. he was seventeen years old. So it's just kind of like a crazy f- full roundabout. Wait, hold on. I got it. There's there's an amazing podcast you have to listen to about the Moscow Peace Festival. And, and Tommy played, I think, at the Moscow Peace Festival. Cause did he? I think he did. Oh, wow. And I think Do- and Doc McGee was the promoter of it. Yeah. And um, you got to listen to it because it turns out that that was a whole front for the CIA. 
What? Yes. Wait, are you into like conspiracy oh, stuff time. too? Dude, I've got oh, like under, have... under this baseball cap is tinfoil. Okay. Dead, dead. <laughs> we're going to have such a good time on this podcast. Okay. So wait, so let's talk about that really quick. So what was that about? It was. Uh, so it was, I guess, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to double check. I'm, I'm like 99% sure Motley was on that because that was when right. they were on the plane with Bon Jovi and yeah. it was like this whole big thing. But uh, the, the uh, conspiracy theory is is that they wanted to start breaking down a lot of the kind of Soviet kind of mentality okay. of the West. And so they said, well, let's put on a heavy metal festival in Moscow um, called the Moscow Peace Festival. And it was all about drug and alcohol awareness. So let's have Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue, and all these bands fly to Russia. This is before the wall fell. It was still the Soviet Union, and they put on this crazy festival that um, pretty much was a front for the CIA. For them to do what? To like, it was like a psyops mission to like start kind of I don't, integrating I re- themselves. Yeah, like into- integrating like the evil Western culture into Moscow. Whoa! I actually am starting to have memories of Tommy telling me something about this, yes. and just saying it was freezing fucking cold, and like just telling me it was gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. So Tommy's going to be home soon and we'll ask him about yeah. that. Um, so Jack and I actually have a mutual friend named Liz Carey, who is also a guest on this podcast. Love Liz. Is just on the <laughs> phone with Liz, her. Love Liz. Love Liz. Um, and so your worst first it, involves Liz. It, it might be up there with one of my worst firsts. So um, I guess backstory. Um, so Liz and I, uh, Liz is one of my closest friends. Love like her. she's, I speak to her very regularly. Um, she, uh, when I, I just separated from my ex-wife, I'd probably been separated like two months or something. Then I was like, okay, like, I think that's a decent enough time to like start going on dates now. Like, all right. So I like fired up Raya. One of my good friends launched this app and it was, you know, it's a more kind of exclusive dating app where I met Tommy and it's where I met my current girlfriend. It's Um, actually good. yeah, Yeah, it's good. It works. Uh, so, uh, match with Liz, um, she lied about her age on the app. <laughs> She's like 32. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> um, and I was like, Hey, let's hang out. Let's go, whatever. And she was very much playing it cool. I'm busy. I can't, I'm busy. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so eventually we, after a couple weeks of like texting, we go out and, we're out at a restaurant in, in Hollywood, whatever, having a fine time. A lot of jo- Liz has an incredibly dry sense of humor, like one of the driest people on planet Earth. And She's we, so funny. And we get along. We, I was right off the bat, we laughing, jokes. I was like, this is great. Yeah. Um, she gets up to go to the restroom, and I'm kind of just sat there, and, you know, I'm like, all right. And in the age of phones, you kind of look at your phone. and Always. 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 And I get a message come through from Raya, the dating app. So I'm like, oh. so I pop While it open. While you're on a date. While I'm on a date and I pop it open. It was a friend of mine who wasn't like, she. I had lost contact with. It was nothing. She used to like live with my sister, this girl. <laughs> and she's like, hey, how's it going? Come to this event I'm throwing kind of thing. So I'm sat there looking at this and Liz walks behind me and sits back down and sees that I'm looking. On Raya. On Raya. Dead. While I'm on a date with her. Like, and she just sat down. And she's like, you can take me home now. And literally, like, paid. We got up, went out to the car, drove her home. Yeah. Did she really say, you oh, yeah. can take me home Yeah, now? she's like, we're done here. 
Dude, Liz, you're yeah. fucking baller. Yeah, no, That's totally. That's so I was, badass. I was like, yeah, she didn't let that. She maybe sat for like five minutes, but then she was like, no, we're leaving. We're I'm done. so insecure. I'd be like, well, that's okay. It's good that he has options. Maybe he's a Libra. Like, I'm just like, so like such a low self-esteem. I'd be like, maybe he's just, well, maybe he's not sure about me yet. You know, God, that, that would be me. Like, I just deal with it. Um, that's so fucking shitty. Were you, did you feel bad? Oh, I felt horrible. Did you bring it up or did you I guys did. just- I was like, listen, like I will show you the message. Like this was not, this was, a, yes, I was looking at a dating app while I'm on it. There's no way for that to sound that's okay. That's awful. Even though it was a friend and it was not like any, it was just like, whatever. So I was like, all right, all right I didn't push it. that's pretty bad. I, I drove her home. She stopped. She's like, I pull over. I need to get some from, from the gas station. I was like, all right. So I pull over and she comes out with like, I guess she bought some cigarettes and like, and she doesn't even smoke. So I think she was pretty pissed. Yeah. And she bought some Paolo Santo and left it in my car and said, you need to cleanse yourself. <laughs> so how did you guys stay friends after this? I sent her like, I, cause she, she's a bit, she loves flowers. And so I sent her some flowers and I was like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like, can we have a do over? Um, and like, yeah, like Liz and I kind of dated for such a small amount of time yeah. and it just kind of evolved into us being better friends than yeah, anything because we would just talk about it we just ended up just being really close yeah and yeah and that's yeah wow yes. that's a worst that was pretty bad i was like oh my you god you can take me home now i would shit my pants yeah. I'd be like, damn i was like really when people like are confrontational yeah. like that i can't like yeah. when, they're, when they stand up for themselves i'm yeah. like whoa <laughs> all right what's it like to be strong <laughs> my god i don't know what that's like um so you had did you have a pretty crazy childhood is that fair to say yes okay uh, well yeah i think well i think isn't i think childhood for everyone is crazy well <laughs> some people i mean i mean me yes i had a very unstable childhood but like then i have friends who like their mom was like a pie baking yeah, and like totally. their dad was like a banker and they loved each other. And I'm like, what is that like? You they know went I mean? on a two week vacation every year at the every same year. place. Yeah, and they, they knew everyone at the condo complex. They had friends over, they had yeah. dinner parties. I'm yeah. like, what's that like? No, that was not my life. No, it was, it. I, I think for me, the, uh, the, the most, I wouldn't, probably the most unstable thing was how much we moved. Okay. Like having kids now, like I know how important it is to like, have a home mm -hmm. and like by the time I when I moved out at uh nine when I was 19 and I moved out uh the house I moved into was the longest house I ever lived in in my entire life and I, was, I owned the house for six years I thought you're gonna say six months <laughs> the longest house I've ever lived in was there for six days <laughs> wow yeah. okay yeah. and I was and I was constantly traveling so it was barely there but yeah and when you guys did because I I grew up on the Osbournes like I used to watch that show I grew up on the Osbournes I know you grew up on the Osbournes <laughs> but how old were you uh, we started when I was Fifth, right before my 16th birthday. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's really I used weird. to watch that show all the time. I was just sitting in my living room watching it. And we used to go to Ozfest when I was younger. My oh, brother right was like a big guitar player. So I'd go every summer to Ozfest. It was like so where, crazy. Where are you from originally? Philadelphia. Okay, right yeah. On, yeah. So it's so insane to like, it's just so funny. And you could look very the same, which is weird. Like, it's <laughs> like you didn't grow up. I, I hope I don't look the same. I Not was... the same, but I mean, like, you still are like very yeah. much you. Um, so that's so fucking crazy. It was, what's the craziest memory that you have from your childhood that you're kind of like, wow, this was fucking insane. I like mean, if something, just one thing that sticks out in your head. Um, it, so it was probably, I mean, there was so many crazy things. I look back and I'm like, 
how in the hell was that allowed? Oh like, God. what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I grew up on tour buses. I yeah. mean, not too dissimilar to Tommy's kids. I mean, I remember Tommy's boys being like three, four years old, you know, and I was, what, 14, 15. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just nuts. Like, I think probably, I guess what was really jumping out was the first time I ever went to a strip club I was 15 and Marilyn Manson took me. Stop. No, I was younger. Sorry. I was probably 14. Stop. Yeah. I was 14. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. How did that happen? We were in Florida and, and Manson was, was always awesome with me is when I was, when I was really young, he was like super cool and he loved horror movies and I loved horror movies and heavy metal. And he had such a knowledge and, you know, and I'd always kind of gravitated towards these guys because I think it was very much, uh, you know, as an adult, like looking back, like was trying to understand my own dad. Yeah. And so guys in similar positions as him, I would be like, oh, what, what do you like? Like what's, you know, and yeah. I'd hang out with Tommy, with Manson, with, you know, Rob Zombie and yeah. Phil from Pantera. Like all these guys became like my friends when I was mm-hmm. a, you know, really, you know, I was a teenager. Um, and Manson texted me one night and we were in um, uh, Palm Beach and he's like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, uh, I'm in my hotel room. He's like, all right, I'm sending a driver. Let's go. And I'm like, where are we going? He's like, we're going to a strip club. Oh my God. And I was like, I can't get in. I'm a child. He's like, he's like, basically was like, don't worry about it. (laughs) And like, I'm like, okay. And so like, I went with my buddy and yeah, I was, yeah. Was was it fucking gnarly for you? It was, it was just like, I mean, I, I'd grown up on tour, so I'd seen stuff. Lots and, of tits. Yeah. And it was so like, many whatever. Tits. It was just boobs everywhere. Yeah. It was just the, the, the world back then. Yeah. When, when metal was like metal. Yeah. And girls weren't like me tooing people. They were just like, can I come too? Like they were like, me too. Can I get on the bus? Is what they were like. You know what I mean? Um, That's crazy. Times be different. Times are very different now. Yeah. Um, whoa. Yeah. First strip club experience with Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And I D- love and I that. Think, I think Dita, because when he was dating Dita, and I think Dita was that too. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so then how did you kind of evolve into this whole interest in the paranormal and ghosts and things like that? You know, I was always kind of, I was the X-Files kid growing up. Same. I loved it. I, that was my show. Yeah, Mulder and Scully was like yeah. the fucking jam. Hell yeah. yeah. Especially when, when you watch it now as an adult, the sexual tension between them is wild. I always wondered like why that, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, they so touched it in the later seasons. Bit, but not really. But yeah, but when you, you're like, whoa. You're like, these two be fucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't show it, but they be fucking. <laughs> That's crazy. Um. So for me, it was like, I'd always had an interest in, the paranormal because of that. And I'd have a bunch of UFO books and conspiracy theory books and, you know, all that shit. And, um, God, I was, I was, was it my, it was 2011. I had an opportunity. To, I got, I randomly, my agent was like, Hey, do you like paranormal stuff? I was like, fuck yeah. They're like, you want to do, you, you want to go try out for this ghost hunting show and you kind of have to film it yourself. And I, and I was like, what, like Blair Witch? They're like, yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay. And so I went and I like somehow this thing, kind of happened and I had a ghost hunting show on sci-fi channel in 2000, 2012 and 13. I love that. 
And it was like short. It was great. It was short lived, but it was so hard to do because we had to film everything ourselves. And it was like, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. I hate that. Yeah, I, it, look at me. I don't it, filming yourself. I I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm not like a YouTuber, even though I'm like kind of labeled as a YouTuber. Yeah. I'm not like I'm shooting this on an iPhone like 10. You know what I mean? Or but that's four. better. That's better than what we shot the Osbournes on. <laughs> Dead. Um, but but so. So when you were doing this ghost hunting stuff, they kind of were like, they were like, did you have to pick the places or did no, they? No, they, we, we kind of worked with the team, but okay. this was like very much, this was so early on in kind of me just like dabbling into it. But mm -hmm. the show was like, viewers really liked it. And if there's one thing I've learned is that the paranormal community is very tight knit and it's oh, yeah. very hard to like get them to like tilt their cap at you being like, you're approved, but it did really well. And so, um, I kind of was like, all right. And we did two seasons of it. And then it kind of faded out because sci-fi was changing how they did things. The dirty little secret of cable TV are like a, a paranormal shows. Like cable networks hate that paranormal shows do so well. Dude, everyone loves ghost Exactly. Because we're all so curious. Yep. Like what happens after we die? There's, and you want proof. Yeah. We only have two guarantees in life. You're going to pay taxes in some way and you're going to die. No, I hate that. That's it. And so, I hate uh, both of those. right, they suck. But then again, like it, death could be a really cool adventure. I'm still d debating. I, um, I told you that like, now this will be a few episodes back. I had a girl on my podcast um, named Candace who had died and come back. And she actually said it was really scary. But then there's, you know, she didn't like the experience. She didn't yeah. say it was like peaceful. She said, you know, the first part of her dying where she said there was a light and everything like that. She said that part was really peaceful. Um, but kind of then the part of getting thrown back in her body wasn't very peaceful. So I don't, mm. you know, it was kind of scary to hear. She's like, I definitely don't look forward to it yeah. <laughs> again. Um, even though some people that, you know, we were talking about surviving death on Netflix, some people that on there said that they actually like are excited to die. And they got like cool messages. Yeah. And, uh, my mom's had two near death experiences. Does she talk about them? Yeah. She like, she opened up to it. Cause one of the other shows I do is Osborne's want to believe. And, mm. and it's where I show my parents like, caught on camera stuff, paranormal caught on camera stuff. And I try and convince them it's real because they're very, even though my mom's had like insane near death experiences and tell us of, everything. I want to hear about it. Well, two times she said one time when she was a very, I think she was about 12. She had a like a bad, bad flu, bad fever, like pneumonia. Mm. And she was basically dying in a bed at home and like had a full altibody, like woke up and she was like looking at herself, like, you know, fevering out on a bed. And then she like felt herself like come back into her body. And then wow. another time she had to have some kind of medical procedure and they gave her something that she didn't know she was allergic to uh, medication wise when she was on the operating table. And she essentially was dying. She coded. Yeah. And they, and she was watching it all happen. Like she was like, I was literally looking down at myself and she said, I remember everything the doctor was saying and everyone was panicking in the operating room. And when she woke up and was in the recovery room, she told the doctors what they were saying. And they were like, we don't understand how, how are you? Because the doctor kept saying, I'll do anything. I'll get you anything. Please don't die. Don't die. Please, please. And she told the doctor, she goes, well, what are you going to get me? And the doctor looked at her like, what? She goes, you said that uh, you would get me and do any. And she's like, I want chocolate cake. <laughs> That's 
That's incredible. Yeah. You hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, um, and people actually even have the ability to do it in their sleep, mm. the astral projecting. Yeah. Where they, and, and I keep reading about it and trying to f- like watch YouTube videos on it to see how to do it. Cause I, do you have vivid dreams? Yeah. Very. Every night. Yeah. You have a dream. Oh, right. Yeah. Every a very night. active dream. Very. So a lot of people I think that are really into this kind of stuff tend to be very vivid dreamers because we're just sort of, I, I, I tend to think that like, the veil between like this world and the world that we can't see is very thin, mm. obviously at nighttime. And so I feel like we kind of teeter between the two. And it's like when you're dreaming, you're kind of you're in and, in out, and of out of that. Yeah. And so I keep reading about astral projecting and people who have like this crazy control of themselves where they actually can leave their mm-hmm. body and like, travel and go places yeah. and see no, people I, and do I, things. I, I know people that do it. I've it's not, crazy, know. right? Yeah. I mean, it's such a cool phenomenon. And, and you know, the more we talk about it on here, the more I feel like it's definitely a thing because mm-hmm. just the fact of energy and just you telling me this story about your mom, you know, it's like our, um, I read a quote once that said, um, you aren't a soul. You have you wait sorry you are a soul you have a body so like your soul is who you are who you are yeah and the body is just like a container and and you know it's funny i was i was having the exact conversation with my girlfriend uh probably less than a month ago we were on a road trip up to oregon mm-hmm. and i was saying i actually feel like your your bodies I, I actually feel like our bodies don't really belong to us like it's not really and i don't think that you know, 99% of people are that connected to their bodies because you would know if you had something like a cancer. If you were truly, like, assimilated to this, like, meat stick that we're in, like, you would 100% know because you'd be like, oh, wait, this cellular thing is happening in my kidney or my lung and uh, I need to get that checked out. And it would, like, you'd feel it. Yeah. But it's crazy that you can get illnesses and be dying and yeah. be sick and have no fucking idea. Totally. And even like stuff like addiction. You, theoretically, if we were absolutely in tuned with our bodies, you wouldn't addiction wouldn't be a thing, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I kind of just think that these are these are like it's like this coffee in a cup. It's it, like we, you know we're the coffee and the cup is our body. Right. It's like just something that holds your soul. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's just a container for your soul, which I, is so strange to think about. But, you know, and I, I had a, a medium on this podcast um, who told me that, you know, when you die, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating stuff for people that regularly listen to the podcast, <laughs> but I love kind of when we get into this conversation is when you die, your soul leaves and goes um, to heaven, and then you get to look at everything that you've done, right or wrong. And mm-hmm. then, oh fuck that! Yeah, and then if I'm just gonna stick if, around and haunt somewhere. <laughs> if your soul needs more lessons, then you go back yeah. and into a new body, and then you keep doing this back and forth thing until your soul has fulfilled all the lessons that your soul needs to learn on this earth. Yeah. So, and apparently, we choose our life. Oh, that's cool. So, like, we choose. We like before your soul picked your body, mm-hmm. it chose it. It's oh. like okay, so this body and this experience, God. I'm gonna have. Fucking pick bad. <laughs> should have been like, I'm going to pick an astronaut. <laughs> like, that would be cool. <laughs> really smart, overachiever, you know, chiseled jawline. 
No, but your soul needed whatever experiences you have had in I already, your life. I got it figured out. All what right. is it? Uh, previous soul everything. definitely had a six pack, but a receding hairline, right? So this guy, this this was like, you know what? Six pack wasn't so great because I was bold. Sick hairline. Sick hairline. Nice head of hair. Right? Look at really that. Really yeah, good see? head of hair. Yeah. No six pack. Well, six pack of love. Courage. <laughs> six pack of courage. <laughs> six pack of humor. <laughs> Dead. Who um, cares? It's overrated. Uh, um, but that's, that's interesting, isn't yeah. it? Like to think that like, okay, so like, you know, and even people that like people will say who have really tough lives will be like, I would never fucking choose this. But apparently your soul needed whatever yeah. experiences that you're going through in your life right now to fulfill itself in whatever way. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but I think, uh, I think people put it too much, em- just my own experience is like, and everyone's gonna be like, yeah, all right, whatever, dude, you would. <laughs> white guy with good job like no but i i I think that uh people put too much emphasis in having that having a a good easy life is what it's all about and i actually totally disagree i totally disagree too the people with the easiest lives or whatever they have no substance and they're so bored yes totally when i was struggling struggle is essential struggling when i first moved to la making a hundred dollars a day working 12 hours for one hundred dollars and just every penny maybe had a thousand bucks in my bank account, if that, mm-hmm. living month to month. I was so happy. Yeah. And I mean, I'm so happy now, but like, I definitely feel that because things are easier for me now, I have a lot more time to think about things that I that don't deserve my attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I definitely have, because you're hustling constantly when you struggle. Totally. And you're just like, God, I'm just fucking, I gotta, fuck, I got rent next month. All right, well, yeah. fucking gotta figure it out. You know what I mean? And so when you're not, when you don't have to do that, it's kind of just like, all right, well. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's, I, I always, you know, I tell my, my daughter, she's, she'll be nine in April. Mm-hmm. And I think there's such a, um, there's such a desire for a parent to be like, oh, I must make things comfortable for my kid and easy and this and that. But I'm like, actually, no, like, there, there is a huge amount of growth to happen through struggle and discomfort. Yeah. That's how it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, just take physically, right? Someone who's in really good shape got that way through struggle and discomfort in the gym. Mm-hmm. Someone who has a PhD got that through struggle and discomfort in a... Hey! hey. Tommy, up, Tommy just got here. Babe, sit next to me just in case you have anything to add. You're not on camera over here. You're not on camera over here. Just sit here. So then if you have to say anything, just kidding. Well, we want to ask you. Good. Good to see you. Tommy just walked in on the podcast, guys. Uh, We wanted to ask you, you played the. You you played Moscow Peace Festival, right? Yeah. Do you know that was a front for the CIA? I heard some shit. Dude, I'm going to send you this podcast and you are going to freak the fuck out. Babe, just come here. You're not on camera. it was. Dude, it was a whole thing with Doc and the CIA and that whole thing that happened with him and his little side hustle. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a full CIA front. What was Tom? Do you remember Tommy when he was younger? uh, So Tommy and I really didn't meet until I was, well, we met obviously when I was little. But then, like, I was in my early teens when Tommy did OzFest. What was he like? A lot of fun. Tommy's always fun. He's always got a smile on his face. Always. No matter what, smile on his face. Rain or shine. Yeah. And he's crazy. Yeah. Was he always hyper then too? Because he's the most hyper person I've ever met. I've never been pretty being hype. My mom tells stories of Tommy being like, 
I would love insanely hyper. You should get mom on here. I would love. Yeah, do you think a, she would? She would do it. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that would be it. amazing. Yeah, no. So we. Oh, she's got stories for days. About I love him. it. I know she does. <laughs> oh my god, I can't imagine. She's probably like fucking Tommy, fucking nightmare, <laughs> Motley Crew. Always love Tommy. Tommy told me a story about how your mom took away all their backstage pass access for girls because <laughs> they were just a fucking nightmare. But they that- were like. But that's that wasn't that wasn't exclusive though to to Tommy no, and Bali. That was every oh, like Ozfest. She even did that. Like took away the guest passes, and we're like, "This isn't very fun." <laughs> Where's all the boobs? <laughs> yeah, your mom's like, "Fuck that, dead." That would have been me. I would have been like, "No titties backstage." <laughs> that's amazing. So we were talking about um, obviously everything. I always talk about life after death. Me being obsessed with death. He knows that. Um, and uh, Jack has paranormal shows. And so I want to talk about you, one of the craziest haunted places that you've gone to. One of the most haunted places that you would say you've gone to. Sure. Well, actually, you're from Philly. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of fucked up shit in Philadelphia. Have you been to Eastern State Penitentiary? No, but I've driven past it. Oh, my God, you have. That place is wild. It's insane. Yeah, that's where I saw figure walk out of one cell into the other. That's the place I was telling you about when I got here. Okay, guys, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Jack Osborne talking about paranormal experiences on Worse First. Be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay, we're back. Okay. So we're talking about Eastern State Penitentiary, which yes. is where it was an old prison. Yes, it was It was the original. It's where they got the, um, the term penitentiary from. It was actually the first penitentiary in America and that whole thing was 23 and a half hours a day, prisoners were kept in isolation uh, with nothing. All they had was a Bible, and they were meant to pray the evil in them away. Um, and it was really horrible conditions. And, like, I think I think Charles Dickens went there when, like, that's how old it was. And he wrote wow. that it's basically the most evil place he's ever been to because um, of how the conditions these, these guys were kept in. And it was just horrible. Even And it, and it operated until the 70s. Right. And it's, I remember that because I would drive, we would drive by it sometimes. My dad would always point it out and be like, that place is crazy. And we were like, I was like, I want to go, but I didn't know you could go. Yeah. It's a full museum now. It's an amazing museum, but it's definitely one of the craziest places I've been as far as activity. 
Um, that place is wild. Um, so you you went there, and do you go at night? Yeah, you so, get private access. So yeah, when when we're filming the show, it's you know we usually will need a space for anywhere from two to four days, depending on what we're trying to do. Okay. Um. And, and what do you bring with you to detect so the spirits? We, I mean, listen, it's it's all fringe. Everything I do is all fringe science. There's no mm-hmm. real, you know, peer review anything about it. It's all like, hey, we think this could work. So, you know, you bring specialty cameras, thermal cameras. You bring... Um, Have you heard of that little box that... I forget what it's called. It's like... Melmita, oh, Rempod, Ghost it, Box. It's. I think it's a ghost box where, like, you put it in the room and then, like, they, Words they will can come be out. like, hi, like, yep. And they just, like, they yeah. talk really fast, like, yes. hello, one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they say random shit and they're like, so they're like, a- ball sack. Like, it's just, <laughs> you're like, here. I've, I've, I used to think that thing was total bullshit. Dog shit. I yeah. was like, there's no fucking way. That's hooked up to an app or some shit. And it's right. Just spewing out random spooky words. That scares me. Like, I wanted to get one and just put it in the house and see if anything. So I, this one that I have is, it's called a Geoport. It's awesome. This guy that makes it is this crazy engineer. Um, and I, we were using it at the LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans, which is a very famous place. It's, uh, um, uh, what are they, uh, American Horror Story actually based one of the seasons of, around this house. What had um, happened there? Uh, this woman named Madame LaLaurie um, was kind of like a serial killer, and she used to kill a lot of her slaves. Why? And like horrible, because she was psycho. Oh, this is Kathy Bates played her in American yes. Horror Story, yes. and yes. she would torture the stems. Yes. And yep. this is a true woman? This true, true woman. They've obviously embellished it for American Horror Story, but by and large, like, it's, it's relatively true. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, that's the thing I like about our show is that, you know, me and my co-host Katrina, especially Katrina, she's like, wizard at research and like really setting the story straight with a lot of these places that are like oh no there was a man that chopped up 400 kittens with a chainsaw here you're like actually no that didn't happen wow and so we you know we we get to the bottom of it we we like to anyway um but this took the device we took the device there and it's in the kitchen and we said how many people are in the room right now and it went nine and there were nine of us my iphone can't do that like I know Siri sucks. Like you, she can't even understand you. You're like, <laughs> you're like, where's the closest restaurant? And she's like, yes, you are retarded. You're like, what? Like I don't even. Not to bring that word. Not to say that word. I just get canceled. Um, yeah, <laughs> be careful. Your house. Yeah, <laughs> take take that part out, Daniel. Just kidding. But um, so so you put this in there and it said nine, and then did it do anything else? Oh yeah, we've had crazy stuff. We've get names come through, names on our crew. You know, because we there's there's probably between nine and fifteen of us on you know on a shoot in various places around the location when we are filming. Um, yeah, we've had that stuff come through on it. Like, uh, you know, Addison is one of our DPs, and his name will come through, and and then just weird shit. Like it's wild. So that's so creepy. Yeah, and then you know other instruments is like a melmeter and a and a and a um, REM pod, which they pick up different electromagnetic fields. But the the my favorite is when we bring out one of our mediums, like okay. that. Like that's the best tool you could ever have on a real like investigation, just because they're 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 on like a different wavelength. Yeah. Well, they have commu- They can able. They're able to communicate with the yeah. other realm. Yeah. So, what's the most impressive experience you've had, and Man. who was it with, with what uh, medium? Um, my two favorite is it's it's Cindy Kaza and Michelle Ballinger. Um, they they're just awesome. Like they're really 
They're incredibly professional. You know, we never tell them. We Most of the times, we don't even tell them. Like, the only thing they know is what airport they're landing in. Okay. That's it. Sometimes it's a two-hour drive to the location. Wow. And a lot of these locations we go to are, like, not very well known. It's like someone's house or, you know, uh, an old museum. Um, and so we really give them very, very little information. And they'll they'll get names. They'll get – I mean, Cindy does this amazing thing called automatic writing where she basically just, like, tunes in and her hand just is, like – it's, like, channeling through her hand and she'll write stuff about, like – with insane detail about the what place. happened. Yeah. What were, you know, who's there? What happened? Who? Oops. Did we? We oh. lost. Larry. Oh, did, was uh, that me? Oh, yeah. That was okay. me. Oh, it was me. Sorry. I did that. Plugged it in. You might need it. And oh. we're back. We're back. Um, so you said she would write things down of yeah. things that happened. Crazy stuff. And she'll get, you know, specific with names and, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's great. And then Michelle, wow. she, she often will do her psychic swoops blindfolded just so she doesn't have any clue about, you know, anything. So no environmental kind of pollution to her um, uh, experience at wow. the location. And she'll, I mean, she's drawn pictures of people who allegedly died there. Like, to, like we, were, we were at this old jail, holding jail in Ohio, and blindfolded on the car ride there, she drew a portrait of the old sheriff who used to run the jail. And it looked like him? Identical. So she's like a good artist too. I mean, she's blindfolded. Uh, yeah, she's a Grammy. <laughs> you show me the picture; it's like a smiley face with like a star on his shirt. <laughs> Looks just like him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so what? <laughs> dead. What's the most? Uh, Jack did not kick the light out. The light just went out. No, oh, so- <laughs> he kicked the light out. Get out of here. Bruce, get out of here. Um, that would be a fun trick that if I did that, though, like, yeah, um, so what's the most disturbing place that you've been to where, like, the most fucked up shit happened where Man. you were like, this is so disturbing? You know, it's uh, so many of the places we go to that the the story is more disturbing than the actual I want to hear a really disturbing story. You know, I Can think you think for, of one off the top of your head? For me, it's probably um, anytime you're in any institution, mm-hmm. mental health institution or old jails or prisons, just because, like, there's really, they're just horrible places. Like uh, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia, that place is just Fucked. The Is stuff, it called a lunatic asylum? Yeah, tra- yeah, the Katala Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. That's what it used to be called. That's fucked then up. it then it changed names. The original name was that. Um, and the stuff they would do, like uh, back in the day, if you had if a, if a man had a wife who had bad PMS, you could take her to the institution, drop her ass off, and be like, she's crazy. And they would just keep her until you turned up and said, I'll have her back. Or you could turn around and go, she needs a lobotomy. And they would just, whap, whap, yep, we fixed her. Like, wild. You're like, how the fuck is that even a thing that happened? It was how, how would the men the men make the call? Because the men would just be like, she's fucked up. Yeah, because it was like fucking 1908 in West Virginia. Like, Wow, Tommy would do that to me if you could these days. He'd be like, fucking lobotomy this bitch. <laughs> Dead. But, as long as her mouth still works, dead. All right. Um, but no, but that's so fucked. I heard they gave lobotomies out like crazy it was back insane. in the they day. They did like 2,500 of them just at this one place. Oh, my God. And there's like, oh, it's just so horrible. And the conditions, like, it was just any any of those mental health facilities. Just, I mean, I wouldn't even call them mental health. They were like 
prisons for the people who had various mental illnesses. Yeah. And like the murders that would happen there and what murders would happen there. Oh, the, well they would the the patients would just kill each other. They would? Yeah, yeah, because you got criminally insane housed with, you know, regularly with like Joe Ill. who like, you know, has depression. Pain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like next thing you know, Joe's getting clubbed over the head with a, you know, with a broom. It's like it's just so sad and like tons of suicides at those places. It's just like it's heartbreaking when you're there and you're like finding out history and it's just it it's twisted. And they're abandoned most of them, right? Oh, yeah, we don't go to anywhere that's I mean you can't really go investigate like an active prison or right, a place right. like that. So when you go in there, is there just old wheelchairs oh, and yeah. hospital beds? Yep. And do you see like blood on the floor in some places or anything mm, like that? Never blood. But I mean, there's, there's, you know, I've been to places where you'll go into a room and it's just stacked with, you know, beds and wheelchairs and bedpans and trays and every, old, really old. It's all, yeah. And then you'll find stuff like, you know, that you'll find graffiti. That was a cool one. I went and did a we we did a prison. Um, God, what's it called? Um, um, I think it was the Ohio Reformat uh, Ohio State Reformatory. It's where they filmed. Um, oh, someone's trying to call uh, me and put my phone on silent. Um, it's uh, it was where they filmed. Um, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, that, wow. that prison, and it's actually right across the street from an active prison. And so when you're there, there's signs everywhere saying, do not take photos, do not take, you know, yeah. no cameras pointed there. And you'll like stand and you can see everyone like out in the yard and stuff. It's crazy. Whoa. Um, but you were, you know, in the cells, you see graffiti's guys' names and, you know. That they did. Yeah. The people the that prisoners. were in the cells. Yeah. Okay. Because this place was operating until the, until the 90s or something like that. And like Whoa. this stuff. Oh, no, might not, not, might not have been that late. But yeah, I mean, tons of graffiti. Which wow, is, I think, because they really were cool. so bored. Yeah, and it was like, like cave paintings. And you're looking at it. Yeah, you're like, who was Frank? Like, wonder yeah. what Frank did to end up in here. I think about that shit all the time. Yeah, like I drive, or even like when I w go for walks at night, I walk past people's houses and I'll just look and be like, I wonder what is going on in that family right now. Mm. Do you ever just do that? Like, people oh, yeah. are driving next to you in your car. Like, I wonder what like their day was like, or like what they're going through today. Well, to that, you just said cave paintings. Have you ever seen the Werner Herzog documentary Cave of Forgotten Dreams? No. Holy shit! What is that about? It's. It like if you if you think like that you're you're gonna lose your mind. Okay, it's about the Already oldest. It. <laughs> it's about the oldest cave paintings ever discovered in the Chevet Cave in the south of France, and these cave paintings are like fifteen thousand years old, and the cave I guess the entrance collapsed, um, and so everything in there is a time capsule. There's footprints in the sand from cavemen. And like dog prints, well, they're wolf prints, but they're like, was that dog domesticated or was it stalking the child whose footprint it's next to? Like they find like everything from these deities, which was, they found one which was like 15,000 years old and one that was like 4,000, 5,000 years old. So essentially, they, it was the longest practiced religion that we know nothing about. Ten thousand. We years. don't know what it was they were praying to. Yeah, but it was a it was a headless torso of a pregnant woman. So it was arm. It was there was no arms, no legs. It was just a pregnant belly with with boobs, and they that was like they whatever you know. That, What's the name of this documentary? Cave of Forgotten Dreams. Cave of Forgotten Dreams. It, I want to watch it. It's on Netflix. Wow, it's, it'll blow your mind because you're just like, 
that was they were humans. Yeah. And they were in that cave. And, and what they, were they painting pictures of? Horses and mammoths and like all prehistoric stuff and like and they painted it by firelight and when it when the firelight would hit it, it would they 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 believed they, they were trying move. to make movies because they the, the images would look like they were moving in firelight. It's crazy. Isn't that so insane yeah. how we've come from that to this to, to that like to like hey, hi welcome to the podcast right. yeah with a microphone yeah. that yeah, we invented this like it's just so yeah. evolution just blows my mind but it is so strange to me that seemingly as far as you go back in history there's always we're always worshiping something always we always have an idea of a higher power which makes me even further believe that you know there's something yeah it's you know that there, there has to when, what, probably two-thirds two thirds of the planet, maybe three-quarters of the planet believe in some kind of higher power, oh. there's something to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think everyone is crazy. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, maybe Scientologists are, but... <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't be like that, you know, I mean, I just feel like... I mean, I've met people who are atheist and agnostic and... I just, I don't know, it's so strange. Like, even parts of me have, have been like, oh, maybe it's just blackness and we're like an ant and, you know, yeah. when we die, it's just like nothing. And But but then there's just know. too much to us. I, I always say to, uh, you know, I was, I was talking about, because obviously doing ghost shows and investigating these haunted locations, the kid, my kids, or you know, want to know about it. And, you know, my daughter will ask me like, well, what happens when we die? Yeah. And it's kind of like you asking Tommy what happens yeah, when we die. Yeah, I'm like your child. <laughs> what, what happens when we die? <laughs> um, Honey. The, um, the uh, like I was like, well, for instance, I love my kids so much mm-hmm. that I don't think that means nothing when I go. Right. Like I, I just, it, it doesn't, it, it feels too real. Right. For something to just be a feeling. That is way too real. Yeah, it's like, and so you're like, how can that mean nothing when the lights go out? Like, it, it can't. There has to, that that energy has to go somewhere. It has to transform into something. I don't know. Yeah. But I know the love for my kids is beyond the physical realm. Yes. And it's beyond just a feeling. Yes. So being a father. Well, that's the equivalent of, like, leaving your kid in the car. The I just seat. literally <laughs> thought about that, and that's happened to people. Yeah. And that's really scary because, you know, when you get, too busy in the world sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's it's you, the phones. It is the phones. It's the phones. Have you ever done anything like that where you're kind of distracted and you were like, oh my God, fuck. Like, um, yeah, I one time like got out of my car and like I took like two steps out of my car. I was like, oh, my kid's in the back. I didn't like go into the right, house. Right, and, like, right, right. Have a nap. No, I like oh got out and God. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, I put the kids in without buckling their belt before and then I look in the rearview mirror and they're like, <laughs> they're all. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. You have two kids? I have three. You have three kids? Yeah, yeah, I got all girls. I got the player's curse. You have all girls? I do, yeah. Three girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what are their I'll ages the, again? I'll do the obligatory. This is an old photo. That's from Halloween of 2019. And are they all with the same baby mama? Yep. yep. Wow. Yeah, so we have Paul, who's uh, eight, Andy, who's five, and Minnie, we three on Wednesday. Okay, so did you want to be a father your whole life? No, no, I want, no, I don't know. I I never really thought about it. So I, I, for me, it was just like, whatever, like it, never a thing. Okay. Not like a desire. And now that you have children, mm-hmm. it's like I hear, at least my dad tells me, because my dad didn't want kids mm-hmm. and then had us. 
And he was like, the way you love your children is indescribable. My husband tells me this too. It's like this connection. It's pretty cool. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I don't have kids and I don't want to, but I'm that's so like, what would you, how would you describe like it's changes you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just so different. It's not like a love of an animal because I had like a dog that you love so much. Oh my God. She was my, I actually, my, she's going to be one of my next tattoos, but I was going to get a portrait of her and say first love. Like, cause that was my, my bulldog was my, uh, she was my ride or die. Yeah, um, my dogs have been my rides or dies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that, but on a, just a different wavelength. It, but it's so much like a higher frequency. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I mean, it's also a pain in the ass. That's what know? I, that's but what it, I hear. But it's like really cool. Adorable like, little life ruiners. My, yes. <laughs> like you love the shit out of them, but you're like. Jesus, fuck. Can I get a fucking break? My three-year-old is the sweetest, most chill kid ever, and she fucks with her older sister, Andy, Uh like you've never seen, and she'll just do it, and she's like, I'll get away with this. Watch. And, like, Andy, who can be very – Andy's very particular. She's going to be, like, the CEO who's going to be, like, throwing coffees at assistants if they're not correct. Wow. She's, like, a really, like – strong-willed, hard-headed woman. Yeah. Um, and and she'll be drawing. Today, she was just drawing, and Minnie walks into the kitchen where she's drawing, grabs the picture she's drawing, and just rips it in front of her and just looks at her dead in the face like, do something. And I come in, I'm like, Minnie, what did you do? And she just sits on the floor and looks at me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Do you see yourself in your kids yet or no? Uh, elements. Yeah, okay. for sure. It's yeah. so interesting because when his sons come over, I'm like, okay, Tommy 2.0. Like, it's yeah. literally like watching sometimes their personalities. He, Like, Brandon and him have, they have very interesting similar personalities, but then also, like, it's like Dylan's, like, his calm side. So it's like I see, like, this dichotomy of the two. Yeah. it's so It's so strange to me. But then also I'm like... I feel like your kids are part of you, but then I also, it's like if we go into the whole reincarnation thing, like your kids could have possibly been... Been there with you all along. Or been your grandparent at yeah. some point, or been your neighbor, or been a mother to you in another life. Like, yeah. Fi- weird, like I just have a, feel- a weird feeling about recycled souls and yeah. things like that. Yeah, I had a friend telling me that her dog was her brother. Some psychic said that the, your dog's spirit was your brother's spirit. And he's not fully here. He's over. He's in the wherever. And this is like his toe into your life still. I totally believe it. I mean, I I was watching a a thing with a medium. She was doing a thing on YouTube and she was talking to this girl and the girl's father had recently passed away and they didn't know each other. And this was like they were doing like a live thing. And she goes, "Um, your dad says, "Uh, do you like my hair? And the girl starts laughing and she goes, my dad was bald and he always made that joke. Mm. And she's like, oh, wow, that's really funny. And then um, the, she, she goes, uh, he, she goes to the psychic. She goes, um, you have a, a cat. And then the cat walks into the room mm. and the girl goes, yeah. And he goes, and she wanted me to tell you that's your dad now. Like your dad's in the cat. And it's like so fucking weird. It was just so. The cat's like, do you like my hair? <laughs> the cat's like, now I got a lot of hair. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, but it's just so strange. And I, I do wonder like sometimes with, you know, because some people say that reincarnation is, you know, strictly human to human. Some people believe that. Or yeah. if you can reincarnate into a pet or like 
I hope not like an aunt. Yeah. That would be fucking shitty. Yeah. Right? Like you come back and you're just a fucking. You're like, really? <laughs> you're, an ant, you're a fly alive for three days and then you die again. <laughs> like I just think about it. Tommy wants to come back as a bird because he wants to fly. Okay. Would you, what would you want to come back as? Would you want to come back as a person again, you think? I don't think so. <laughs> I think humans are really disappointing. I mean, I want to get into. I know you're not. You you said you're not like super into the whole UFO thing. Oh no, but, big time. No, I am. Oh, no, are, no. Oh, okay. I don't spend. We don't investigate don't UFOs investigate. on any of the shows I do. Yeah. But like, I'm huge into the UFO shit. Okay, so that's a whole another conversation that we have on the show is about how um, the aliens have visited us many times. I mean, yeah. there's been so many records of it, and the people that they have had interactions with have said that every single time it's always about us polluting the earth and yeah. how we're destroying the earth. Mm -hmm. And we are the most destructive species. Like we are oh by far God, like yeah. the least evolved and the most destructive. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about it, like you don't see an alien wearing a, a Rolex. <laughs> like you don't see an alien putting on makeup <laughs> yeah. because they're so evolved past that. They know that none of that shit matters. Matter. Yeah. yeah. None of it matters. Yeah. They're like, why? Do you think do you think at some point in the evolution of an alien species they had like Instagram and they were Instagram hoes <laughs> on alien planets? I don't think so. I feel like they were just they were just born into a higher consciousness. Maybe. Cuz there's yeah. so many different types. What if though they're actually less um organic than we think? What if they're more like biomechanical beings? I mean, I feel like they're not as emotional because they're so evolved yeah. and I feel like emotion is a human Big construct, time. you know what I mean? I wonder if because we let emotion take us over. Yeah. I I'm, feel like they're not emotional. They're probably very cut and dry. Like, no, this is what you do. <laughs> Otherwise, you die. Like, you're destroying your planet. Please stop. Like, that. all those plastic bags, where do you think they go? Like, you fucking idiot. I don't know why he's Mexican, but, <laughs> you know, I feel like they are just so... I think my, my girlfriend would tell you that I might be an alien then. Why do you feel like you're an alien? You don't have a lot of emotions? I'm, I'm very, like, I'm very reserved with, like, where? Do you cry? Very rarely. Okay. You, are you? Do you have depression or do you have anxiety uh, or anything like not that? Not anxiety. I used to get depressed. You know, early on, I used to have depression. Yeah. I kind of. I have my tools and tricks to kind of keep the and demons grew at out bay. Of that. Yeah. But you're not like a particularly emotional person. No, I'm. I'm not like. Um, I. You know what it is. I'm just not one for like sharing about feelings. Right. I'm not like, why is that? I don't know. Tell it's us just, why. <laughs> you want my feelings on <laughs> it? Open up your fucking feelings right now. No, uh, but, no. but what about it? Is it that you just I don't just, feel them? No, it's not that I don't feel them. I just don't share them. Why? I don't know. Do you feel I, like it makes you feel weak? I. You know what it is? I, I feel like I don't want to burden people with Aww. anything. Like with like, well, this is the way I feel. Like, And, and I, you're like, they don't need that because yeah. they, they feel a certain way. And it's like. Exactly. You know, and it's, you know, and I kind of always tell my girlfriend, I'm like, listen, if I didn't like you, we wouldn't be together. Like, this is great. Like, I love you. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, you're not like a very, um, like, are you like a lovey-dovey person? Are you a romantic person? I, I can be. Okay. Like, I, I, you know, I like if it's, you know, I, I think I show my, my love and appreciation in like different ways. Like, okay. I, you know, like a nice you know, a gift here and there or like let's go on a trip or like that kind of thing. Right, but you're not like a very like- I'm um, not like a let's hold hands and like 
Abe, I just need to let you know that like you ignited a fire in my soul that you're like, you I know. wrote you a poem. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> you're not that guy. Roses are red, <laughs> violets are blue. You're pretty red and I like you too. <laughs> just the worst poem. Just I mean, it's funny because there are I I, at least in the guys that I've dated, I feel like there's just two different types of guys. There's guys like you and Tommy who are very like, they love you, but they're not like particularly like, you know, yeah. all over you. And then there's guys that are like, I just want to stroke your hair mm-hmm. and tell you how beautiful you are. Wait, this, can I just sniff you? Yeah, this the color of this rose reminds me of your lips when you wake in the morning. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. I feel like there's those two types of guys. And I'm the kind of guy that's like, hey, can I sniff your armpit? I'm like, <laughs> yes. And you're the kind of guy that's like, will you fart in my mouth? <laughs> I don't know that much. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. I like, now, an, I like a whiff of an armpit. I love it. Okay, so now you're doing single, your single dad life, yes. but you have a girlfriend. I've got a girlfriend. She lives okay. with me. So, I'm kind of so not, not really, really single, single dad. dad. No. Okay, okay. And, uh, like, how's everything's good? Everything's, you know, okay. honestly, like, COVID has sucked assholes. Right, obviously. But, you know, it's that I... I mean, humble brag, like I've been really like fortunate to like TV had to massively pivot. Mm -hmm. So it was like, hey, we still need content. So I was really, really busy over the last few months. Doing the paranormal shows? Paranormal stuff. Okay, so where, where, and you said it was on a Discovery? Discovery Plus. Plus. So all my paranormal stuff used to live on Travel Channel. And then Discovery owns Travel Channel and they launched Discovery Plus. And so they put all that content there now. So Okay. Get so if the, you want to watch Jack's Paranormal Shows, yes. you have three of them. Yes, I have Portals to Hell. I have Fright Club, which actually just premiered yesterday. Or Yeah, Fright Club. Congratulations. Thank you. And then I have Osborne's Want to Believe. So Osborne's Want to Believe. Yeah. That's cool. And these are all on Discovery Plus. All on Discovery Plus. So it, download that and yep. you can watch it on all of your streaming platforms. And I will say Discovery Plus app, everyone's always like, everyone's been like on my social media like, not another fucking app thing I got to pay right. for. But it's all the shit everyone loves to watch. It's like 90 Day Fiance, Mythbusters, like all the paranormal shit, all the true crime stuff. It's like, I'm like, this is actually might be my favorite. We we love that stuff. We watch, he watches 2020 every night just to okay. give me like panic attacks before bed. It's yeah. great. Um, you, so have you guys got into the 90 Day Fiance during? No, COVID? we never got into 90 oh, Day Fiance. I mean, I saw the the really heavy set guy with that girl, and she was like, eh, that, that, <laughs> Ed but or Big, Big Ed. Ed, Big Ed. And so Rose. I know about it, and Rose. Yeah. So I know about it just because it got so big that even me not even watching the yeah. show, I know about it. Um, my three year old sounds like Rose. She does. Yeah, I, I'll I'll look at her. I'm like, hey, hey, Minnie, say Big Ed, you lie, and she'll go, Big Ed, you lie. I love it. She's Asian. You're like, I don't know where that came from. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, no, we never really, like, we're not, like, big reality TV show people, really, right? I mean, we we more, like, movies and documentaries. But I do, like, I do have, I feel like if I really sat down and watched reality TV, it would probably become a problem yeah. for me. Yeah, it's it it became a problem. It's the only time in my life that I've ever really got into it was during this last year of lockdown, just because I was like... What the fuck else can we watch? Well, we watched everything. Yeah. It's like, what else is there? Okay, so people, if you guys want to watch Jack's shows, download Discovery Plus. I guarantee it's worth it. I it mean, is. I feel like people have already watched everything there is to watch on Netflix and exactly. Hulu at this point. So it's like, you definitely know you need something to watch. And make sure to go follow Jack on Instagram, which is just Jack Osborne on Instagram. Yep. I follow you on there and you do post about your new episodes and things coming up. I saw all that and your paranormal stuff. They can look at all that on there, which is really cool. cool. Um, fuck, I've loved having you yeah, here. It's been great. It's been so cool. I mean, we did, it's it goes so fast because I, I do an hour 
Um, and I just think it's so great that, you know, you came out here and, and had this conversation with me for my hundredth episode. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be the hundredth guest. Yay. And mm. I want to, I want to come on a paranormal adventure with you. All right. There we go. Let's I'm serious. It. Next time you go somewhere haunted, okay. can I just tag along? One of the craziest places we went to was, is in LA. Actually. Where is it? Um, it's, uh, what is it? It's the Heritage Square Museum in Highland Park. Where's that? That's close. Yeah. It's really close. And that place was fucking crazy. Can I had, we- Twice I had doors fly open in front of my face. So, yeah. With no one there. No one behind that Just door. Pfft. Yep. And one one time it did it, I was I was being interviewed actually right on the other side of the door. And my and my producer's back was to it. And it sounded like someone was rattling the door handle. And I stopped like, hey, we're shooting in here. And then five seconds later, the door just went boom, flew open. Then Did later, you guys get it on camera? Yep. And then the, the next night, we were doing a night investigation at that point. And I went and I shut that door. And I was like, hey, whoever opened up that door, do it again. Five seconds later. And I, I shut that door. The door went, boom, flew open. Okay. So you have to believe. Yeah. There's like there's no this. doubt. There's no doubt. If I saw that, like, and I have to bring Tommy because he yeah, doesn't really do believe. It. Okay, so we're all going to all go on a paranormal adventure. You guys stay tuned for that because we definitely want to. And like it I said. It might be the worst first. It too. might be a worst, my worst first paranormal adventure. Mm-hmm. I just die there. Um, make sure to follow Jack on Instagram and make sure to stay tuned on all updates. Worst first. There's a new episode every week. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Yay! Good quick learner. Yay, bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.